0: This episode of the Sleazy Podcast is brought to you in part by ShopNerdKO.com. That's ShopNerdKO.com, your home for all things nerdy.
1: Welcome to the Sleazy Podcast, the podcast about anything and everything,
0: but mostly TV and movies.
1: And now and it's time to get sleazy.
0: <laughs> what up, what up, what up? This is episode 167 of the world-renowned Sleazy Podcast. We'll just get that there, right there. World-renowned. World star. I'm your host, Sleazy, joined by Mr. PBS. Howdy. And the one, the only, Flakezilla. I mean,
2: Robzilla. Hello.
0: So Rob is getting married. Robzilla is getting married next weekend.
1: Mr.
2: Debbie.
0: <laughs> and Robzilla was like, we're, we're not really doing. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get yeah. in. Let me get in that. Tune, uh, up,
3: tune up the voice a little bit there. Get, Let get me
0: you, get in the character on this.
3: Get your water ready.
2: <laughs> hold on.
3: Hold on. Hold
2: on a second here. Yeah. The sleazy podcast. (laughs) There you go. Warm it up. Warm it up. There
1: you go. Yeah, we're not gonna do anything like we're not gonna have best men and groomsmen and bridesmaids and um. So yeah, we're just getting up there and getting married. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um. Oh.
0: So okay, that's you know you know many moons ago. (laughs) So like about a month ago, he's like,
1: I think I'm gonna do a dinner for my. My bachelor party, just, you know, a nice dinner with everybody. I'm thinking pecan pennies mm-hmm. for some barbecue.
0: Okay, and then a couple of weeks goes by, and I'm like, I noticed the date corresponds with Ohio State-Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that don't live in the Columbus area, when Ohio State plays anywhere, it's kind of crowded. Yeah. And not only, this is the second biggest game of the year. Biggest game of the month. So, it's going to be insane everywhere. So, Rob, did you book the table at Pecan Pennies or reserve any space?
2: Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> I didn't think none of it. I didn't think about the, then, the, the game.
0: Th- then you'll get your chance for a rebuttal, sir. <laughs> or an expl- explanation, whatever you <laughs> want to call a it. a
2: fucking court. <laughs> now you will sit there and
3: take it.
0: So, <laughs> a little bit later, I get this message. All right, change of plans.
3: <laughs>
1: We're just going to do Grapevine pizza or B-dubs or something.
3: Because those won't be busy either. Yeah, and I'm like <laughs> thinking, like, these are sports <laughs> bars. These are
0: definitely going to be busier. <laughs> I'm Rob, in- did you call and see if they could reserve a table for you or something?
1: Hold on. <laughs> Let me message you back. Yeah, Grapevine's Party Room is already booked.
0: Imagine that. Oh, yeah.
1: Um... So, I don't know. I think maybe we should just postpone this. And <laughs> save it for a later date. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: no. <laughs> like, I'm just sitting there, and I'm thinking, like, this motherfucker is really
3: trying to flake on his own bachelor dinner. I'd, I'd no. be lying I was- if I said I didn't have, like, a similar reaction to people canceling plans. But... The- <laughs> That's just so good. Yeah.
2: I just did not want to inconvenience anybody. I think I (laughs) mean.
0: He's saying inconvenience anybody. Like motherfucker, everybody already has this Saturday booked off
3: for you. I know. I don't know.
0: I I don't want to inconvenience anybody. Like
1: myself.
3: I. I I told you guys before the show. I just started watching. uh, What we do in the Shadow series and they got Colin Robinson the energy vampire when yeah. he goes yeah. and talks to people like his eyes light up blue and whatever he does the face he's <laughs> that's,
0: like that's gotta be
1: that, that's
2: like Bob has
3: been <laughs> getting his energy back
0: his eyes light up yeah. and he's like
2: well you'll come across <laughs> yes. another a different vampire who's similar to him <laughs> so <laughs> you know I knew his eyes were lighting up like,
1: I'm getting ready to pull off the the biggest cancel of my life. <laughs> like he's in some kind of
3: heist movie. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's got the plans he's, drawn out. He's yeah. doing the montage. Yeah. This, this is, is plan plan how it's going to
1: go. B, C, so B. I'll plan the dinner first. And then you got the
0: drum song playing in the background. Yeah.
1: And then I'll get everybody hyped. And then a couple of weeks, somebody will notice that it's the heisting Notre Dame game. <laughs> And then I'll pretend like I'm going to move it to somewhere else. And then I'll say, oh, yeah, I called <laughs> and everything's booked.
2: I'm, oh, saying this to, I'm saying this to Brownie. He's just nodding his <laughs> head.
1: I don't <laughs> want to inconvenience anyone like my dog not being able to eat for the evening.
3: You you sent us the screenshot in the chat and it says something about a pizza place. I'm like, I thought you guys were doing barbecue. Yeah.
1: because
2: <laughs> Well, because I... Because it was the game, like he mentioned, and I was like, "Well, it might be busy because it's gonna be downtown." So, as well. I don't
0: want Rob to have this feeling, like, "Oh, You're even though I know, something. I even though I know he doesn't have this feeling because I know what he's trying to do, I don't want him to have the feeling that nobody cares about him and wants him to have a good time before right. he gets married." <laughs> so, I've been, you know, working the text messages and phone calls all the, you know, the past two days, mm. and so i'm getting ideas from matt i'm getting ideas from uh papa flynn and so I'll, you know i'm taking my afternoon walk and i'm like called john i'm like hey what's the deal here and he was like well it sounds like we have people that are going and i said yeah I, we just need to find a location lock it down i'm not worried about food we'll figure something out whether it's at somebody's house i'm like i don't really feel like hosting I just don't feel like having a bunch of people in my house you know not that i don't trust anybody
3: but there's always
0: that this person's never been to my house before eh, i don't know um but and that and i just don't feel like cleaning up after shit you know well, of course uh and then you know like being severely drunk at the end of the night trying to throw shit away <laughs> <laughs> you know? but uh so i was like papa Flynn works at Emilio's every other weekend and i'm like they have a little back room it's not much there's a couple tvs back there it's an old-fashioned bar they got brews and alcohol and mighty fine pizza and they have other stuff on the menu too so if people you know get whatever they want and uh he was like well let me call and he said i guess they said it shouldn't be an issue they, they can't reserve the back room obviously yeah it shouldn't be an issue. And if the back room's taken, there should be plenty of room on the patio for us. So we got you covered. Oh. And then right down the street is the casino.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, mm-hmm. you know, like they kind of wrap things up about nine Emilio's. So we're going to head down to the casino afterwards and good, uh, good. let Rob try to get some money for his honeymoon. Shh. Probably lose money. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. can't win shit at casino. Pr- That's why I don't hardly go. Yeah, I, I don't mess with them either. But, hey, what's the worst that could happen? You throw yeah. 20 in the... Right.
2: I, I still remember the most money I, I've ever won. It was at the Flintstone, like, machine in Vegas. Yeah. It was 80 bucks. And I was like, and I used that for blackjack. Yeah, don't
3: take more than you're willing to lose. Right.
1: <laughs> Guys, I think Brownie <laughs> is having anxiety. I need to go home. <laughs> home.
3: <laughs> He's got to deal with that. That Almost night. almost orgasm. Oh
1: no. Home. <laughs> My spot in the couch is starting to to rise up again. do you know how hard it is to get my ass imprinted in that?
2: It's difficult, especially getting comfortable.
0: We gotta break that that cycle, brother it's a fucking struggle, baby. The pandemic got you too
3: comfortable that's right. <laughs> you have to get his ass back into the office. yeah, he was oh, in the office I was earlier. on the office
2: oh, yeah. this past week. yeah, I'm sitting here
3: I'm like, I fucking oh, that's fucking why
2: they, hate it. that's why, yeah,
0: yeah but yeah he was trying to flake out big time and we were like we're not having this no we've all marked our you know set time aside for this it's happening and
1: are you sure about that <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe we can get a midget stripper you know or something for him who knows i was telling papa flynn i was like we it'd be kind of cool to get like one of those specialty like strippers that shoot like ping pong balls out of their <laughs> with JJ," you know mm That'd be kind of cool to yeah, see. That's
3: a word for it. Yeah, I what, keep
2: I keep thinking of like South Park the movie. I, I would totally
0: be there like recording it and shit. Like, oh, oh well, check, yeah. this <laughs> check this out. Check this out. This is we something did. I want to watch on my deathbed. This you know,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so what I, This is the one I. This is the one I want to tell people about. <laughs> right when I was a young man, so my back in my day, we have
0: the Mountain Dew uh, Voodoo. You can't really see it because the yeah, light it's like blinds fluorescent. It. There you go. There you go. Boom. Mountain Dew Voodoo Mystery Flavor. Mystery Flavor. Every year it's a Mystery Flavor. And nobody here has tried it yet, have you? No, I haven't tried it. Are we ready? He's got his own.
2: Got me the zero sugar. I've got the real shit. He gave me the zero sugar. He gave me topped off with his. Appreciate that, Mr. PBS. Thank you, sir.
0: Pretty good. Yeah, it tastes good. Mm -hmm. I can't tell the flavor. It sounds
2: like a blueberry flavor maybe I don't,
3: I don't like it yeah a hint of it Not it's kind of kind of tastes very Mountain Dewy yeah, yeah it definitely does anything.
2: yeah I mean I always enjoy tasting this the different flavors but like I just prefer just the regular just Mountain Dew Zero or the Code Red Zero at this point I can't
0: smell anything from
2: it there is
3: so. some sort of like fruit
2: punchy like a berry yeah berry would be a better description yeah I can't quite
3: grasp Coffee. it cough syrupy <laughs> no. Not in a bad way. Some kind of uh,
0: fructose
2: syrupy taste. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. See, it's always fun trying these out. But
0: Googler dot com. Uh, let's see here. Mountain Dew Voodoo. 2023 flavor. Let's see if we can. Oh, shit. I hate this little side button on my mouse because it goes back if I accidentally hit it. I always hit it and it goes back. Mm-hmm. Taste of home. Mountain Dew Voodoo 2023. Oh, just like loaded and popped up on me on the wrong spot wowzers okay where to go okay here we go it's highlighted Mountain Dew Voodoo 2023 has a light pleasant cherry vanilla scent I can't smell that uh, can you guys Yeah, I
2: don't smell vanilla
0: yeah uh, it surprised me by pouring out as kind of foggy white color well that's the color of it <laughs> dumbass. it looks like in the bottle <laughs> not the yellow or traditional Mountain Dew or fruity red flavor oh shit this person's an idiot, whoever wrote this. <laughs> Originally published uh, September 21st, 2023. Gail Fashionbauer Cooper. You are officially an idiot, Gail. <laughs> and no, I would not like Taste of Home to notify me of anything.
2: Yeah, I don't smell vanilla at all. The berry or cherry flavor or yeah, something. Yeah, maybe I can, like I a, get that, but not vanilla. I just I don't know.
0: Maybe I'm just immune to it. Can't taste cherry anymore. It's
2: just a berry flavor, but
3: vanilla. I, I don't on. get. I don't get a, a vanilla yeah. particularly in there.
0: Yeah, I smell more berry. some sort of cherry
3: berry, berry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, kind of fruit punch. Not bad. It's all right.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not bad. I think it's one of the better flavored ones. It's yeah, opinion. it's the
0: better voodoo one, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I can't even remember what the voodoo flavors were last time.
2: I think even just the better flavor ones in general besides the regular. No, that's deer. not what I'm talking about. Oh, I know so, that. I'm talking about flavor as well.
0: I'm, what was the flavors of that I don't the know. voodoo in the past? You know, they change it every
3: yeah, year. It's, it's Robzilla sucking your energy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> His eyes are glowing blue
2: right now.
3: <laughs> Stop it, cocksucker. Is it
2: in the corner? He does that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So um, we got a good show. As always. As always. As always. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're not really a political show, but we are going to discuss the Lauren Bovert incident that happened this previous week. She is white
2: trash, so yes, we will talk about her. We've <laughs> got
0: the latest segment that we are introducing, show and tell with Mr. PBS. Yay.
2: Very excited for this.
0: Yes. Um, then we have, uh, we're going to play off that top five Stephen King uh Adaptations. Adaptations, okay. Then we're going to talk about Netflix's uh, Wrestlers. Um, phenomenal show, I thought. And the <laughs> latest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mutant mayhem movie that dropped on Paramount Plus this week. So. Good stuff. What do you say we get to it?
3: Robzilla, the graceful manatee. Robzilla, <laughs> the graceful manatee.
2: That and sounds really good, by the way.
0: Before we get I, in. I was the, thinking about it. The other yeah. Yeah. <laughs> before we get into the bobert news we're going to share this article that hot sauce sent he's blessed the the show with a nice little article here
3: bless the group chat yes
0: he's blessed sleazy podcast with some crazy news uh international business times texas school principal secretary accused of performing sexual acts on students in her office during lunch break wow you know if i was a teenager i'd go for her
2: Oh, yeah, especially back in the day when we had our teachers. When you're a
0: teenager, you're like, oh, (laughs) you're offering? Come on, let's (laughs) go. Um, A secretary for uh, the assistant principal at Sherryland High School was arrested after allegedly performing sexual acts on on a student documents show. Samantha Lee Carranza was arrested on charges of sexual assault of a child and improper Mm -hmm. relationship between an educator and student, according to Dalgo county jail records um alleged assault took place when student asked uh, Carranzo for a phone charger
3: how does that even work? <laughs> like you can't you can't get a girl's attention trying to some some kid just like hey ma'am can i get a phone charger? he's like oh yeah you can charge
0: up in me anytime clock clock three thousand Uh, according to a probable cause affidavit uh obtained by valley central on september 1st an officer was informed that a 16 year old student wanted to file a police report oh what a narc uh the officer escorted the student to the main building with the student saying he did not want to be seen by a teacher who was in the assistant principal's office according to the affidavit she must have been terrible like that one kid. Remember that one kid when he was he like... She, on
2: her, yeah, because she sucked. Yeah, she couldn't suck dick. I had to tell on
0: her. It's like, <laughs> okay. The student told the officer... Uh, said that on August 31st, during lunch period, he went to the assistant principal's office to borrow a cell phone charger. Why are you going to the assistant principal's office to borrow a cell phone charger? It smells like bullshit to me. Mm. Like they just hand those out in school? Yeah. Like they you must. couldn't...
3: I don't know, maybe they, maybe they do today. yeah.
0: I guess, but, like, you don't have, like, how many kids have chargers? You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) There he asked the assistant principal secretary identified as Carenza, to which she said yes. He asked her if he could take the charger and return it later, but Carenza told him to stay and charge it in the conference room. Hell, yeah. You're not running off on my charger. (laughs) A few feet from her desk, the affidavit states. Carenza told the student... You're not going anywhere before performing the sex act on him. (laughs) While in the conference room, Carenza entered and started a conversation about her family and how she was going through a divorce. Oh, Lord. According to the court documents, he said that Carenza also showed him a photo of her breast on her cell phone, which made him uncomfortable. What's wrong with this kid?
2: (laughs) These motherfuckers these days, man, they just don't get it.
0: Yeah, I'm...
2: I don't know. That was like our, our fantasy when we yeah, were 16 right?
0: years old. I mean, I guess that this wasn't this kid's sexual orientation, but you would think she would be able to read between the lines and be like, yeah, I yeah. shouldn't mess with this kid.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, the student explains that he started walking towards the door of the conference room, and Corinza proceeds to close the door and tells him, you're not going anywhere, <laughs> affidavit said. Yeah, this is like a, a <laughs> is teenage boy's <laughs> dream. The student said she then pulled the strings of his hoodie towards her And began touching his private areas Before getting on her knees And performing sexual acts on him The document alleges This is mind blowing <laughs> The student said He told the officer uh, He told the officer Corinza told him If he said anything She would blame it all on him According to Mission Poli- Police police, Corinza turned herself into the authorities on Friday Records show that her bond was set at $10,000 I'd be like, this motherfucker's lying. He's, <laughs> he's been bothering me all the time for this, and I keep telling him no, it's inappropriate. And he said he was going to go to the police if I didn't do anything. Look what he did!
2: This <laughs> ruined it for everybody, didn't he? Right, right. Fucking narc. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He would be beat up for the next two years till he graduates. Oh, I don't know about that.
0: But he's probably not going to be going to that school. <laughs> yeah, I would think you would have to go to a different school or get homeschooled after that. Yeah, be too much. Uh, There's gonna distraction. be a lot of yeah, <laughs> yeah, too much distraction. We'll yeah. just say. But what's up with these people that work in the education system? They just they can't get enough of these boys. No, and it used to be you'd hear like male teachers. It's mostly females. It, it seems like women mouth. are the ones getting busted nowadays. Right. Or maybe the girls are good at keeping their mouth shut. Yeah. And they don't tell on the older male teachers, you know. I got to think it's happening. If it's happening with one gender, I got to think it's happening with another. Yeah. But I'm sure there's some, like, psychology report.
2: There probably About
0: is. why women do it more than men or something. Yeah. Well, Who like said, she's
2: going through a divorce or she's not happy with her yeah. husband, so she's got some that's, young kids. That's how and, it always seems. Like, somebody's yeah. not happy in their marriage, and
0: mm-hmm. they see, like, a charming young student that's giving them attention, and they're like, right. I'm, I'm going to take Billy up on his word. <laughs> We're going to show Billy a good time around these parts. Billy a good time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... um, <laughs> On to the next crazy news, right? Yep. Yeah, right. So, Lauren Boebert was kicked out of uh, the Beetlejuice play in Colorado, right? I
3: believe that's where it was, Colorado. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, I'm trying to find... Is this the one I... I don't know if I yeah, posted... Yeah, downtown posted. Denver. So I just found, like, TikTok video of it. (laughs) And this doesn't even show everything. Right. But let's see
2: if we can... Is she
3: vaping, too? Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Her and her... She's... I don't know... Because there was a big thing about it. Is she separated or divorced or whatever now? Because this is not her husband. This is her... A person. I don't know if... A boyfriend might be too strong of a word. Yeah, Yeah, so... You can see the person behind there complaining.
0: Why is there no sound on this? Did it not get the sound? Here, you know what? We could probably just go to uh, TikTok. Were you, were you ever honestly? Were you ever? Were you ever any good at sex? honestly? <laughs> were you? <laughs> So this is the one I had shared.
3: Bobert, 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 say it three times, and she appears vaping. in security video from a weekend <laughs>
2: performance of Beetlejuice, where the congresswoman was kicked out of the theater for being disruptive. The DCPA says she was vaping. Bobert's team denied that, said the haze was from fog machines yeah. in the show coming out of her mouth. That claim goes up in smoke <laughs> when you see the video. The pregnant woman sitting behind Bobert does her that phone that with a fucking flash her statue, on. Oh, I know. And Bobert refused. Her one-woman show continued, taking flash photos. Raising her hands and dancing, often the only one clapping or standing up in the crowd. (laughs) Bobert occasionally took a break from being disruptive to enjoy the company of her male companion. He briefly had a grasp on the situation (laughs) before ushers returned and told Bobert she had to leave. The theater's instant report says Bobert pulled the Don't You Know Who I Am card. Dude dude goes digging there, buddy. The theater employees, (laughs) the single finger salute.
0: The the, The single finger salute the old stone cold <laughs> look at that i mean
2: <laughs> bobert 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 say it three times <laughs> i
0: thought it was Kyle. i thought
2: it was Bo- mr Bo- pbs Bo- saying that too bo-bert bo-bert, bobert bobert bobert
3: um yeah so you know b- before we no get too far into this uh, uh my problem is is not really any of the uh, sexual things even though you should uh, probably not. Do that in a public performance grab abilities. your man's dick in the middle right. of the
0: theater and but what really pisses me off
3: is the va- vaping and flash photography oh yeah she I, is yeah.
0: everything I've complained about since starting this podcast as far as people out in public like she thinks she's in her living room or something right like, this is the worst type of person that there is she <laughs> has no uh, consideration for anybody else around her mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like I get wanting to have a good time but you're not at the bar
2: sweetie yeah I, you're not at the bar it's like ma'am could you just jerk him off but just don't touch your look fucking her. she's phone, having please. a good old
0: time she's dancing and carrying on over the clothes don't get <laughs> yeah yeah look right there there's the boob grab bro goes digging
2: <laughs> then they're like hey can you chill the fuck out and get the fuck out of here i would have said that too. like you know what i don't care if you fuck around but just don't pull out your flash on your phone and shit and vape
3: yeah yeah that's 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 the thing that really bothers me right look at this though kind of theatrical behavior is inexcusable
0: (laughs) she she did look pretty damn hot i will give her that look at that i
3: don't i don't blame uh, the gentleman
0: at all for (laughs) (laughs) that is a magnificent rack right there look at that just she she has to be the hottest like (laughs) asshole there is you know in colorado probably
2: yeah downtown denver (laughs) he was going downtown there too in that dress yeah,
0: well, she was going downtown, too.
2: Oh, yeah, giggity, so. giggity.
0: What an idiot, though. Like, It's just the worst type of people. Yeah. So uh, is that yeah. one thing you put up with? Like, this is my obnoxiously hot senator girlfriend. <laughs> um, I'm not really into what she's into. I'm just here for the fun, you know?
2: <laughs> sir, I don't blame you, sir, but just tell her to put down the so, fucking phone. It was just supposedly,
0: <laughs> that guy is, like, a co-owner of a bar that does, like, drag
2: shows or something. I saw some article about yeah, that. Yeah, so...
0: It just seems like a odd
3: pairing, I guess you could say.
2: But she's probably just having fun since she's going through. getting us well, let's, let's be fair. Cars like cars. like
3: um, hypocrisy never matters to these people. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Lauren <laughs> Bobert herself could own a bar that allows drag shows, and she'd be like, "Well, you know, it's business." Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a
3: tax write-off. I don't, I don't know if you've noticed it, but the uh, the tire discounters around the corner there. Yeah, their uh, sign out front said something like. Uh, more entertaining than Beetlejuice or something like that oh wow <laughs> that's hilarious yeah, I'm like, oh they're getting in on it mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
2: imagine that hearing that this, that'd be the last thing you heard before you die <laughs> getting choked out and you hear that <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd die laughing I know die I'd laughing agree. yeah
0: man
3: she's hot but she's an idiot Oh, she's dumb as fuck she's a yeah she's i remember even like before the video came out she said oh yeah i wasn't i wasn't being distracting yeah, yeah I that video that. comes out, and like it's clear as day she's vaping i wasn't vaping it was the smoke machines she's got that phone up in front of her face <laughs> blinding the person behind right. her. i think i think part of the problem is the person behind her might have been pregnant yeah and they were complaining about her vaping and it
2: says yeah. here like drew Sexton is her campaign manager i bet he's like this fucking bitch (laughs) that has to be
3: the worst
0: job ever
2: dude the amount of stress i can only imagine how do i
0: spin all
3: the dumb shit she said and then she goes and does this she's got some gerrymander district or something anyway she's not losing yeah (laughs) she's not losing yeah it's a fog machine she's
0: like that's what my spin she's she's an attractive young lady that runs her mouth and for some people that's all you need Mm -hmm. and that's all she needs (laughs) I, i don't think people you know she spouts off all this bible bullshit so I think she gets the older vote off of that, yeah. obviously. But I mean, it is what She's it is. She's
2: God's child, okay. <laughs> when you're
0: getting a divorce, you need to chase Jesus, <laughs> not touch your man's dick at Beetlejuice.
2: Yeah. Well, no, I'm fill up on your tits, by the way. What,
3: what, what did you got? Was it one of you guys who shared the the meme of her talking about Jesus? Yeah, I think it was <laughs> you probably, me. Those it was probably religious you. religious yeah. life values. Yeah. Hey, some, what, would, what would Jesus do? Sometimes you just need to grab a dick. Just, in Beetlejuice. What what I I've seen uh the movie Beetlejuice uh, many times in my life and I don't know if any part of it has ever made me particularly horny. <laughs> <laughs> it, like yeah. What, what part of you, what part of Beetlejuice do you think was yeah. doing it for her? But have you seen the play? It might I, be different. I have not. I have
0: not. But I just I love the 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 after footage of them walking out and she's like spinning around like she's in a fairy tale or some yeah. shit like. And that white, guy's just along for the ride tale you know that guy's like i'm totally getting laid tonight oh, yeah he's like, like yeah she's she feels like a badass she's she's gonna ride me and punch the fuck out of me <laughs> she's
2: gonna hate fuck me tonight that's right <laughs> yeah the, yep you think she went home and she was like who's the fucking boss <laughs> <laughs> say my name bitch i'm the fucking boss oh you know she's probably into that shit
0: what do they call it when they uh they get up and talk for like you know so long to the Filibuster Yeah you think she was like I'm gonna filibuster
2: Y'all dick tonight <laughs> Yes do it Lauren <laughs> Do it Lauren
0: We can do it while I have the drag queens <laughs> At my show At my bar they have their show Yeah that's
2: filthy Yeah yeah
0: <laughs> Jesus take the
2: wheel <laughs> <laughs> Jesus take the wheel
0: <laughs> Lauren Bobert, An American treasure
2: yeah. they, they get that kid song giving Yep
0: i just can't wait to see what's next <laughs> i know right i'm just waiting like you know honestly there's there is a future for lauren bobert she could quit politics she's gonna be she's yeah. gonna be a multimillionaire. if oh, she yeah. isn't already but i mean i don't know she might be the one that's too dumb to make it work you think so yeah. i think if all else fails she'll do an only fans i was she'll gonna be, say only fans yeah she'll easy. be stacked dude yeah
3: i don't know if she'd go that far Oh, I think she'll she be. Would, I mean, like, look at it would ruin her image. Like Sarah she, Palin's still out there being yeah. on in, interviewed by Fox News, even though her yeah. most experience was being a half-term governor or whatever.
0: Yeah, she's. I think Lauren Boebert's got a future at some point in media.
3: Some now Rupert just fashion. Uh, Rupert just yeah. stepped down from Fox News, so she might not be getting the Fox News call. Oh no, well, and, she's not blonde. And she's so. not blonde. So. Yeah, she's not blonde. I'm sure maybe maybe she'll have to be the newsmax girl or uh, was O N N O A N N or whatever.
2: I can see her doing something like that. Yeah, after politics
3: tonight we have uh, Lauren, uh, former Congress or former Senator Lauren Boebert interviewing Mike Lindell. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Mike. How you doing? All right. I like it when my when my companions use that pillow to smother me for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what? (laughs) All right. So we got uh
0: show and tell with Mr. PBS. Do we uh do we do we cue like your crazy news thing for this or
2: I don't know, we should probably get like a we'll have to be find like some some new music cues. Yeah. yeah. Especially for this for the show and tell anyway. We do it like
1: <laughs> Show
0: and tell with Mr. PBS. <laughs> what you got for us, man? You know, yeah. this was kind of like something we we brewed together because of uh, know a couple listeners want to know what you're into Mm -hmm,
3: mm -hmm. you've got fans man i guess um very well loved so i thought since uh yesterday was Stephen king's birthday we're gonna do some Stephen king talk how old is uh, mr Stephen? i believe it's 76 this year so he's up there Uh, yeah he's he's that old fuck just just released a new book uh last week two weeks ago whatever really so yep are you gonna read it uh, I have a copy. I actually oh. have a copy of his last two new books that I have not read yet. Okay. Because I have a pretty large uh, reading list, and I'm slow about it.
0: Oh, you just don't have enough candles lit at night? I mean, what's going on? Uh,
3: you, you know, that capitalist work system's just killing me. Mr. You get home and you you're like, boy, I'd like to read, but i got a nap instead. Okay. Mr.
0: PBS is like,
2: I, I need four-day work weeks like UAW. Me, i need four tens please and after that i can just chill i would i would take four
3: tens mm-hmm. i think anybody would at this point yeah I need to get out there with the uaw give me that 32 hour work week or whatever hell yeah he is 76 So you're right 76 years old yeah wow so i thought uh a lot of people would like to do their stephen king talk and they do like where do you start because uh I know, maybe rob zilla can look up how many books he's got but like uh, it's a lot yeah so, like really a lot Okay, all right. I, I've got a good chunk. So I thought I brought I brought a little stack of books. I thought this might be where you want to start if, if you're trying to get into Stephen King. Because obviously we all love the movies. You know, we probably need, could do a where should you start with Stephen King movies? But, you know, that's a little easier. So I brought, I brought a few books with me here. I brought a stack of books from home. So first one I got here is Carrie. Oh, man. That's so, a classic right there. So I actually haven't read Carrie yet. Okay. But it's his first book and I figure well if you want to start somewhere start at the beginning so this is I, I believe the story is that he started writing it and he actually threw it away in the trash I've heard that story before yeah and his wife Tabitha got it out of the trash and said no you need to keep working on this it's pretty good and I don't she kind of helped him because obviously carries about a teenage girl yeah and Stephen King was not a teenage girl at the time so I, I don't know I don't, I don't, I don't want to say she like helped write it but he bounced ideas off of her I guess to help with the female characters and stuff do you think he was like so this
0: part where she's getting out of the shower after gym class
3: <laughs> you think that's a good idea should i be a creepy dude and, and write some of these things yeah. yeah go ahead steve
2: so it seems like he has the total he has 65 novels he better. has written over 200 short stories mm-hmm. yep yeah so wow like 65 right. novels uh we should, 11 collections we should collections. write a
0: short story called fibzilla <laughs> or flakezilla
3: <laughs> said like, Stephen King making like like Rob Zilla could be like a, a serial murderer but he's always got an excuse like oh
1: i was i was home that evening everybody will believe me <laughs> yeah <laughs> i never leave the house so I like
3: to go outside another one i brought here i brought the shining oh the classic. shining the shiny shining yeah you can barely see it we should have turned the lights off for this one uh the shining i believe is his third book and uh, you know Obviously, it's got kind of a classic movie to go with it. Uh, his second book was *Salem's Lot*, which is a book uh, I've read and listened to a couple times. That's really good. I really want to watch *Salem's Lot*.
2: It's, for it, some reason, well, there's supposed to be like a new series coming. Out? There
3: is there is a, a movie that's done. Okay. And uh, everybody's favorite executive, David Zaslav, is apparently just sitting on it for some reason or no reason. Mm. It's it's done. Supposedly, it got decent reviews. And he just hasn't released it for whatever. I just I had to look it up the other day after... That guy's two-
0: such a prick,
3: isn't he? <laughs> just, like, no one likes him. Right. I
0: don't think there's anybody that's a fan of anything that says, you know, that David Zasloff is a pioneer in the right. entertainment He's industry. He's a man. Yeah. I haven't heard anybody say anything positive about him. He's like, fuck that guy. Yeah,
3: pretty much. So, uh, so Salem's lots good. And then uh, The Shining, I think The Shining is when he really kind of started taking off too. Everybody knows the movie, of course. Uh, you know, Jack and the Family up at the Overlook Hotel, mm-hmm. and uh, of course, the book's a little different than the movie, but it's it's pretty close. You get you get the general idea, and I, I really enjoyed The Shining. Shining I read not too long ago for the first time, and I think that's another good place to start. It's sort of one of his classics. It's not too long. That's kind of what I'm sticking with for my my where to start books that aren't too long, because his long ones can be pretty good. Even I'm one of those people that's like Stephen King books can be a little too long. Okay. The the Dark
2: Tower is like one of those, like his longest series. I would say. Yeah. Well, because that's multiple books. Yeah.
3: But like even like it, it is like a thousand pages or something. Okay. And the revised version of the Stand is over a thousand pages too.
2: Yeah. It says. Let me see here.
3: So oddly enough, even though I say eleven thirty-eight for for it, yeah. Even though I say I don't care for some the longness of Stephen King books, I think I've read like three out of his five longest books or something. (laughs) (laughs) So they they are good, but they are they are long. I've read zero Stephen King books.
2: The Stand is eleven fifty two, so they're up there. And I, I remember watching the series. I love the series. I wanted to watch that uh, the one they read. I don't think I watched the remake. Yeah, Yeah. I
3: I kind of started watching it, but didn't really get into it. Yeah, it looked like it was a hit or miss show. Was it going to be
2: closer to the book with that one or not? Well, that's kind of what they
3: always say. I think the big problem with the new version is that they were they were like doing it out of order. So they could do like flashbacks and stuff and kind of oh, whatever. Okay. And I mean, maybe it worked for the show, but I think a lot of people said it, the book the book itself is in chronological order. Mm-hmm. And it I don't know if it needs to be out of order unless you want to bring in different characters somewhere or whatever. And they changed some stuff like they always have to do. But I think it was just kind of okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard much about it since. I need to get back. I, I would like to rewatch that one or get into it further. So since Rob's going to mention the Dark Tower, right here is the Dark Tower the Gunslinger, first book. How much did you pay for that? Uh, these are all pretty cheap. Yeah, uh, most of them you can either find them at like a half price books or thrift books online.
2: I remember the movie got a bunch of hate with yeah, the, the, uh, the Connehey and you Two Ninety Nine. Yeah, half the, price books.
3: Some I, I've got some of these in hardcover too, but I figured I'd just bring the paperbacks. Well, you but, don't want to stress yourself, right? <laughs> the um, The Dark The Gunslinger is actually the first Stephen King book I read. So if you're looking to get into it, that's where I got into it. And uh, at the time, The Dark Tower is like now eight books plus maybe because this is where Stephen King starts to do sort of the Stephen King universe in a way. So some other stories have characters that tie into it or they mention events and that kind of thing. So I like The Gunslinger. The Gunslinger's got uh, one of the famous Stephen King's openings. The Man in Black fled across the desert and The Gunslinger followed. Okay. So a lot of people know that one. Uh, As Rob said, they did make a movie out of it that was uh, really really not worth watching even yeah if, I wanted to watch it and I just never got around to it even if you're not a fan of the book at all I've not all that much to watch for not worth your time huh yeah um, damn because at the time like I, I forget who it was but there was a guy who's gonna be a showrunner for a show he like I think they actually filmed a pilot and some people uh, have seen it but it's not out there to see really I don't think but he had like the whole show worked out and how he was going to do it and where he was going to start in the books and get them all in there and everything. And there was going to be like a big deal where Ron Howard was going to try to do, they were going to do like movies and TV series to tell the whole thing. And that kind of fell apart. And now Mike Flanagan, uh, I think he has the rights to tell the story. So he's working on it right now, the seasons and they got to find somebody to, to buy the show. But they're thinking because of his relationship with Amazon and Netflix, somebody will, be interesting. That's in.
2: why I thought I heard someone who was working on it but I didn't know it was Mike Flanagan, which I think that'd be a good fit uh to do it, I would think. Well he's
3: already he did Doctor Sleep, he did yeah. um Gerald's game.
1: You're real.
3: <laughs> his uh his Midnight Madness was very King-esque. Mm, so if anybody's gonna do it, he'd be one of the ones you'd want to do it. So uh the gunslinger was my first Stephen King. It like I said it's got a, a whole book series with it. Some people say because uh, the the next two books in the series are kind of ones that people really like but I'm really into the gunslinger it's kind of like weird western a little bit of horror a little bit of science fiction it's short enough that you can really get into it i've listened to it a bunch on audiobook i just put it on and to have something to listen to instead of music or whatever so that's that's a pretty good place to start
2: i see yeah the drawing of the three for part 2 and, and the then Wastelands. The yep. wastelands. Good yeah the wasteland stuff
0: i'd yeah. like to get into audiobooks i just don't want to pay for them
1: right yeah, yeah <laughs> i mean, you, yeah. Can, uh, you
3: can you can you can find them yeah some of them are even on youtube i forget because the one the gunslinger that i like to listen to is on youtube and it's got uh i can't remember who it's read by but he's he i think his name is frank mueller and i don't know if his are as easy to find because they've done other audiobook versions since then with other people but he's he's got sort of that it's kind of deep ish gruff voice that really works for me on that level so those are, those are some novels. Rob Zilla mentioned the short story, so I brought a couple of the short story books here. This one is uh, "Skeleton Key." I can't can't remember if is if it was "Skeleton C- Crew." Crew, excuse me. "Skeleton yeah. Crew." Thank you. Get it right, fucker. <laughs> how, how do? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have not read uh, all of "Skeleton Crew." Uh, like I said, it's a collection of short stories. It starts with "The Mist." Uh, it's the movie. And the and the short story are are pretty close. It's actually closer to a novella than a short story, I guess, because it's about a hundred pages. But if you like if you like the mist, you probably like the story of the mist because um, it's pretty it's pretty close to the movie. It's got some of his a uh, couple other famous short stories. It's got like the jaunt, which is a a famous story, especially among uh, Stephen King fans. It would really make like a great episode of like Del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities or something. Oh, that'd be cool. There's other stories in there like uh, survivor type. I think is in this one. About a a guy who ends up uh, like on a life raft or something and has to kind of like start eating himself.
0: Ew. That would be terrible. It's, it's,
3: it's, I think that's known as one of Stephen King's more uh, grizzly stories. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. And, but yeah, there's, I like to say, um, I listen to some podcasts that talk about Stephen King. So usually what I do is I'll wait for them to talk about an episode and then I can just read the story. Like it's got the raft in it. The raft was one of the um, segments in the. Creepshow Part Two—that's really good. Word Processor of the Gods—that was turned into an episode of uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Okay, so it's got some good stuff in there. All right, what's okay. the last one here? Last one I got. This is Stephen King's Night Shift. This is actually his first collection of short stories. Okay, and uh, I really like this one. I can Part of my problem uh, reading Stephen King, getting into Stephen King, like I said, was kind of their longer books. I feel like, uh, because The Gunslinger, I didn't even read like late in my teens. I feel like if somebody got me Night Shift, I'd have probably gotten into Stephen King a lot sooner. Okay. That's probably one
2: of my favorite Stephen King movies. Yeah. Yeah. I love Night Shift. Never seen it. I love it. It's It's one of my favorite ones.
3: As a movie, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I I really like this uh, collection of short stories. Like I say, it's his first um, collection, and it's probably the shortest collection, too. PBS is like, eh, it's a movie,
0: it's okay. But have you read the book?
2: Yeah, no, I haven't read the book.
3: So uh, this is actually has um, two of my favorite Stephen King stories, and it. it's got uh, Jerusalem's Lot and One for the Road, which are both sort of... Uh, Jerusalem's Lot is sort of a prequel to Salem's Lot. Okay. And One for the Road is sort of a sequel. And uh, Jerusalem's Lot's more of kind of like an old-fashioned horror story about a guy who moves out to... Uh, uh, mansion in the country and you know weird stuff's going on and they actually turned that into a series for apple plus called chapel weight i think it had a couple of seasons but i uh, i think it'd be it'd make a good movie just like a cool 90 minute movie or maybe even like a, a longer episode of something like del toro's cabinet of curiosities okay and one for the road is about a couple of guys who are like in a bar on a snowy night and this guy comes like walking in and he's like you know my car broke down you know down the road and the guy's like well where's it at he's like oh it it broke down uh just inside some town limits called jerusalem's lot and of course at this point like everybody knows about jerusalem's right "Uh, right yeah there's uh there's vampires that way (laughs) we're not going back to you so the the two guys in the bar have to decide like are they going to go back and help this guy and what's going to happen so that's a really good story that's another one that i'd like to see like turned into a movie or or some kind of series. Was there a, I know I saw there was a
2: movie with Stephen King for it called Riding the Bullet. Was that based off of a short story as well? Yeah, I think
3: think that's a short story in a different collection. Okay. Yeah, this one's got good stuff. It's got Night Surf, which is sort of a prequel to uh, uh, The Stand. So it's kind of about the virus. And almost everyone in here is pretty good. It's got got trucks, which was turned into uh, Maximum Overdrive. I've
2: seen. I I was like, "That's a Stephen King." Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's
3: that's another movie. That's uh, it's something. Stephen King. That's the one movie he's directed. And that was during his uh, cocaine phase. So Okay. All was right. that
2: fairly accurate to the book? Since he directed it, I would assume.
3: Um, pretty much, pretty okay. much. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. I, I've actually got it on my shelf to rewatch. Some I think it's so that, iconic because it,
2: it's the semi truck that has the gesture the on green, it. So that's green the, Goblin. The Green Goblin. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Yep.
3: Yeah. And Emilio Estevez. Yeah. So, okay,
2: what is your
0: top five Stephen King adaptations?
3: Let me let me pull up the letterbox.
0: Oh he, he brought it He letterboxed it. Just send it in the uh, The group chat here And I will direct it onto the TV okay. For those viewing on YouTube
3: Got my letterbox list uh, I went through one evening And just kind of decided like, I'm going to go through all these And kind of put one above the other And see what I like is it, pri- is it private or can we see it? Uh, it should be um, public. What's your name on there? It's my Twitter or X name. Oh, Rokifu. Or was it Roe. R-O-K-Y-F-O. Rokifu. You can look up my top 33 adaptations. All
0: right. So if I share this on the screen here. There's Mr. PBS on Letterboxd, ladies and gentlemen. If you're ready to give the man the one and only, the one they call Mr. PBS, follow. There he is.
3: Feel free or don't, whatever. <laughs>
0: uh, okay, so where are we? uh should be lists. Lists. Well, we got our October watches that we're going to do. Rolling Stones, 100 best movies of the 70s. Okay. There we go. All right, here but here it is so these ranked in order
3: uh pretty much ranked in order my favorites
0: okay so at number here oh jesus there's a whole bunch of these I, i've
3: ranked everyone that i've watched there's a few i haven't watched like gerald's game and that and Max maximum Overdrive's not in there and all that but I, uh I'm, i'll put them in there as i go all right so you have shawshank redemption at number one shawshank i that's a, a story i haven't read yet but i mean shawshank shawshank andy Dufresne, uh the shining at
0: number two Shining's just classic shining stand by me at number three mm-hmm. or it's known as
2: the body the correct. body yep
3: that's a classic movie stand by me uh the mist i i, I just really like the mist i think the other than like it's maybe a, doctor sleep the mist was like the last really kind of essential stephen it's king a good adaptation. fucking movie man
2: and the ending though did you yeah. watch the series i didn't watch the series yeah I I, neither I, I I i've heard
3: it was good dead zone
0: 1983
3: i really i really like that uh
0: yeah, is that Christopher Walken?
3: Yep, Christopher Walken, directed by Cronenberg. I like the book; looks the pretty good too. Is that where he can like see dead
0: people or something, or he S-
3: sort of sees the future, the premonitions. Oh, okay. yeah. premonitions? that's good. He's got he sees like Martin Sheen becoming president and becoming. Oh like, uh, an yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. That's a good one. Uh, Misery, Misery. Uh, Misery is great. Kathy Bates, James Caan. Yeah, various kind of got like a dark sense of humor to it. Good and book, Doctor, Doctor Sleep, Doctor Sleep. Uh, you know, sleep. we talked about yeah. Doctor Sleep. I love Doctor Sleep. I need to rewatch that one. Uh, especially the director's cut where it gets kind of more into the Overlook Hotel and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Really, the, probably the last really good Stephen King ad- adaptation that I liked. And
0: you got to put it in here, you know, in and your that's top 10.
3: the original, whatever, 1990 it. That first episode is one of my favorite Stephen King things. Second episode's good too where, where it's with more with the adults, but that first episode is just one I've always liked. All right, Salem's Lot coming in at number nine. It's a good one and for number 10 you've got the stand right. i love that's the the other 90s miniseries those first like two ep- it's four episodes for that one the first two episodes are like some of my favorite stephen king again that's more of where the virus sort of breaks out and the survivors kind of get together and then for the last two episodes that's when they kind of go out to colorado and form up and try to kind of sort of restart society but those first two episodes i really really like thanks nice, nice. Man, so what's your favorite adaptation, Rob?
2: You know what? Because it's I have to go back and look because I know there's certain ones I didn't realize they were Stephen King. Um I'll, so. give you,
3: I'll give you a quick hot take real quick while Rob thinks about that. You'll notice I've got Carrie like all the way down at seventeen. A lot of people really like Carrie and I've only maybe seen it all the way through like once. And I wasn't like super duper into it. Really? So that might be the one that people would look at and be like, Really? Carrie is not even in top ten? Yeah,
2: I would think Kerry would be in the top 10. I know for me, I really like Graveyard Shift because I remember I watched it and I just really enjoyed it. Um, Silver Bullet's on there, correct? That's Stephen King as well. Yes, yes, yes right. I've so seen I, Silver Bullet. I would Bullet, say number, one, yeah, is no, I'm thinking, yeah, right number one is Silver Bullet. He's got one. it at 16. Okay, yeah. So Silver Bullet, uh, Graveyard Shift.
0: Uh, well, don't take all day, sir. <laughs>
2: um, uh, I can't think now.
0: It's not rocket science. Man. I know. Just I know. look at the list and say, "Oh, I like that one."
2: Yeah, um, I like the Langoliers. I like that. I like the that's, story that's of that, that. That's that's another one that I
3: I really like. Especially the first episode. It's uh, that's one that definitely didn't need to be like a two parter miniseries.
2: Yeah. Um, and then I would say
3: Children of the Corn
2: used to freak me the fuck out back in the day. Yeah, when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah, I would say Thinner because I remember that used to creep me out a little bit as well. Um, thinner so, was good. Yeah, it's one I need to rewatch. Yeah. Um, I'd say Shawshank Redemption. I mean, that's that's a classic movie, man. Shawshank is like Shawshank. Yeah, I'd probably go. Carrie is my favorite. Mm-hmm. How do you I feel mean, about the remake? Probably Carrie or Carrie Two. I haven't Reach. watched any of the other ones.
0: Uh, the remake isn't terrible, but yeah. I mean, nothing beats the
2: original. Yeah, I, mean, I need to. I need to revisit, revisit that one. And see, I Brian didn't and know, Palmer. and I did not know about sleep. Uh, was it Sleepwalkers?
3: That's that's one that. Uh, was he it's, just wrote for the screenplay? So that's not a book or a story or anything. Okay. It's just for that. I so
2: say that one's kind of
3: Sleepwalkers is is wild. kind of crazy. Yeah, it's a little wild. It, it's fun. I, I like it. Yeah, I still haven't watched this new
0: Pet Cemetery. Yeah, I didn't watch it either. I heard it's, people liked it. It's okay. I mean, the, the original Pet Cemetery is pretty hard to beat. I, mean, and I it's such about, a fucking great movie. I
2: feel about Christine too because I used to love watching. Oh, Christine, Christine. was awesome back yeah, yeah. in the day.
3: Yep. yep. Christine is uh, is like one of the John Carpenter movies that's grown on me. Like every time I watch it, I like it a little bit more.
0: I mean, Silver Bullet, you just can't fucking that's,
2: beat. You know, that's like one of the top even werewolf movies of all time, in my yeah. opinion. It's just, it's just, it's just fun. Yeah, it's yeah, a fun, it's fun movie fun to watch. I always wanted that motorcycle too, even though he was oh, handicapped. Yeah. I didn't care. I was like, I want to ride that fucking tricycle. What's his face is in it before he got <laughs> Corey crazy. Corey no. uh, Haim, Haim. No, no, Busey, oh, Busey, you yep. see Uncle Red. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Red.
0: Build him a, a badass uh, wheelchair, yeah, motorcycle wheelchair,
3: whatever it was. <laughs> yep. Okay, so so if you got anything to say about that, go ahead and hit me up on Letterbox and tell me I'm crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah there, there's some interesting rankings there. That's for sure. I figured Pet Cemetery would have been up higher for you.
3: Uh, I think we'll talk about it a little bit during when we get into it because there's the Pet Cemetery Bloodlines prequel coming up streaming mm-hmm. in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like the book, and I just don't think. Either the movies have done it justice yet, and even though I enjoy the 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 original movie, it's really solid.
2: Is there a particular one that you would like to see done as a series that or needs to be redone? In your opinion, that they can make it really well.
3: I mean, I still think it needs to be a series again.
2: I think so too. From like how the story is, and from how they cut a lot of stuff out.
3: Yeah, I don't. uh, the The recent movies were okay. I like the first one. Second one was a bit me.
2: Well, I think a lot of people enjoy the first one with the kids. I think they always enjoy that
3: that's one that still hasn't been told as well as it could be. It, it needs a series.
0: All right. So we're in the tail end of the show here. We've got a uh, wrestlers from Netflix. So I watched it. Did you watch it? Oh yeah. And did you watch it? Yep. Okay. Excellent news. So for those of you that don't know what wrestlers is about, it's about wrestlers right. and it's about the Ohio, uh, Valley wrestling, uh, company i guess you could say right promotion yeah, yeah promotion. promotion out and of uh, louisville kentucky it's ran out of louisville kentucky and it's ran by uh al snow i didn't realize he was like the owner or co-owner now or whatever. yeah i didn't yeah. know that either it sounds like he bought into it and then mm-hmm. was running into some troubles and got some investors right. to buy into it with him. yeah financial yeah
3: troubles yeah. So, well the big uh, the big story about ovw is like 20 years ago i think like jim Cornette was running it back then and like, he was a part of it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. A whole and that lot was about like um it. that was uh I don't know what do you call it, like uh, WWE's smaller promotion, where they were gonna promote guys up. So out of that came like Batista. Those are development. Yeah, developmental, yeah. yeah. Thank you. That that's where like Cena came from and Batista. Randy Orton. Randy Orton, Lesnar was there. Yeah. That's kind of where they all kind of like broke in and kind Sheldon, of Sheldon uh Benjamin, yeah. Yeah,
0: Sheldon Benjamin. They they really had an an all-star cast of wrestlers and then
3: at some point i think wwe kind of pulled out of it
0: yeah they ended up buying uh the one territory down in florida which is like fcw or something it ended up turning into nxt yeah right and they used that as their developmental program it's basically just
3: wwe doing their own developmental now yeah 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 so that and that sort of led to sort of the you know the tail end of the glory days of ovw And now old Al's running it, trying to keep it afloat.
0: Yeah. And man, I mean, this really gives you a look at the smaller independent wrestling companies and how they do things. And a lot of these places don't pay wrestlers. I mean, they literally, uh, it's just them going out and getting experience and maybe 20 or 50 bucks a show. It's it's like your night
2: job. yeah, Yeah. And they're working their regular jobs and then doing that. Yeah, like some of these wrestlers, they're bartenders
0: at the local Holiday Inn. Yeah,
2: they're like, and they all work together and wrestle together. Yeah,
0: and they date each other. And yeah, uh, but man, what a what a series, dude! So these motherfuckers are crazy.
2: Well, even even Al Snow, he's like, well, a these guys could not really function really in real yeah, society. Yeah, that's what he says. You know, yeah.
0: some of these people can't have real jobs, so wrestling yeah. is their way of making a living. And I believe that some of these yeah. people can't function in in a corporate setting or. No even a job setting where you know you're told to do it, you know a b c and d mm-hmm. they just can't do that yeah anyway. like
2: even just a regular like nine to five like cubicle job these but man people these people are they are out there character. but I'm a fan
0: after yeah. watching this I'm a fan of ovW I want to buy an ovW shirt and support yeah. it I uh, gotta
3: say I, I started watching it one night kind of just before bed and like the first uh, person we really meet is like Hollywood haley J oh yeah Hollywood and haley she Jay. was just so uh, you know we hate to use the term white trashy anymore but that's really what it was i yeah. i i, I kind of quit watching I'm like i'm gonna watch something else tonight and come back to it <laughs> she, and I'm glad, I'm glad i did because they grow on you these these people kind of grow they do. on you they do you, you end up rooting for them and yeah. wanting them to see some type of success
0: right. i don't think any of those people other than the uh, the indian guy are quite wwe
2: material the, yeah the, the indian wrestler is. there's a couple people there. they
3: don't really focus on that look like they could be so yeah. wrestlers but but that guy was like the one guy that's like he he could be a wrestler
0: wasn't he league. uh didn't he just seem like such a sweet soul <laughs>
2: like, yeah he's just would, a really nice you,
0: guy you would hear him like being interviewed in the show and he'd be like I do this for my family you know and you're just you're, like you're wow. like
2: why are you with these people <laughs> you were such a nice guy dude like, you why? can't
0: yeah like he can't get into some other type of territory that's more exposed like he can't get yeah, it sounds like he was a, a big investment for WWE at one Ahabali point. Yeah. Shara yeah, yeah, Indian lion.
2: Yeah, the Indian lion. Yep.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was decent, but uh, he he has the look, but I don't know if he has the ring presence, but. Al Snow mm. seems really big on him, but... Yeah. Man, I got to tell you, like, what is every episode that Al Snow's in it is, like, he looks like he's getting ready to have a stroke <laughs> because it just looks so goddamn stressful for him. I
3: think I think that's just how Al Snow looks. He's <laughs> just one of those people who always looks that
0: way. He looked stressed the fuck out in that little office that he has. Yeah.
2: He's like, I got to fix this shit that they just keep piling on me to make it not be shit. <laughs> and then he's got... He, I
0: mean, literally, he's trying to make a turd shine down there. Yeah. And... Uh, no, no offense to it, you know. That's what I mean. He's trying to. I mean, look, he's got crackheads wrestling for him. <laughs> you know? It's just facts. It's just what it is. I love the one episode where the guy gets uh, caught snorting pills yeah. out in his car and crushing them up and snorting them.
2: The, he's man, like, "What the fuck?"
0: They're at some like fucking podunk fair or some yeah. shit. You know, he got caught the, out in the parking lot, out yeah. in the Appalachian mountains or some shit, some little town out there. Yeah, and yeah, he got caught snorting pills out in this car but and they're like dude it, this is it for you and the, the guy realizes his life is over i mean yeah. he's like i gotta get my shit together and you know these people don't have health care and no. so he's down in his fucking apartment with his family and mm-hmm. he's sweating it out trying to get you know out of that uh uh what, what do you call it uh withdrawals mm-hmm. withdrawals there you go. so himself. yeah i'm you get an in-depth look at these people's lives and uh, what they're doing but uh, yeah I, if I had to pick a favorite it would definitely be uh, uh, oh what's her Haley uh, Hollywood Haley Holly, J Hollywood Haley, Haley J yeah Hollywood and her boyfriend man is sitting in his beat up car in an <laughs> interview I, I was cracking up <laughs> every time they interviewed him he's in his fucking car hanging like, outside. Like hanging, hanging the side. out the side talking shit about the owner yeah and, I, hate, and I hate women's wrestling it's fucking stupid <laughs> I feel bad for that owner like He's just trying to make it better. Well,
2: though that and the Matt Jones guy, who's like the basically like the sports, um, he's the owner. yeah yeah co-owner with that. And he's the, the he's him and the other guy that was like running for yeah
0: they're they're footing the bill yeah um, oh yeah they even said they, it <laughs> they said the majority of the bill is from Al yeah so they said they were losing two thousand dollars or something like that every number every
3: every time they film an episode like they did live tv every thursday night (sighs) that's that's tough even for the big guys to do sometimes
0: yeah oh and i love like every episode when they go to do a live uh uh tv episode something catastrophic goes wrong right before the fucking while they're recording and I'm just like having flashbacks of right, something right. going off here, yeah, I'm right. like I'm going fucking nuts like it's why like, is it just
2: fucking working why is not the monitor working where's
3: my sound at what's wrong with my headphones Al Snow
2: we ain't got no fucking monitor we gotta get that fixed well he even said it too he said I'm Kermit the Frog I'm running the fucking Muppet show and if that can be the furthest from the you know that's the truth
0: yeah it just killed me that like how many episodes was Al like listen I don't care what you do outside of here, but you can't do it in yeah. the building. Just don't either. get caught doing it around here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was like, can we just be a little bit smart? Because, you know, when you get caught, it hurts everybody And else. I don't even think
3: that was Al. That was kind of the other guys being like, <laughs> wanting it to be a little more respectable. Yeah. Al was just trying to put on a show. <laughs> I really do feel for the guy that, uh,
0: even though he kind of has a little bit of a douchebag feel to him well
3: he comes in you know he's not a a wrestling guy at all no he's just coming in to be the money guy and a business guy he he saw an opportunity for something that was popular in the area that he didn't want to
0: see go under
3: and we've we've all been at jobs where somebody comes in somebody new comes in and you're like that guy doesn't know what the heck he's talking about oh yeah he's just here because he's got money or because he's got a connection or something and that's how he starts out and I think he's another character you kind of start to like through the show. He kind of mellows out a little bit, mm-hmm. and he really gets into it. And that, it- and you feel for him after he has—he uh, pretty much s-
2: almost fucking dies on he, camera. He seizes <laughs> out. Like at
0: first, I was like, I thought he was like fucking with him. I thought he yeah. was
3: really angry or something. Yeah, was in the middle like, of a discussion.
0: He was get, like stuttering to get because they were getting into a heated argument. Right. Yeah. And it, he was like raising his hand or something, and it was just like.
3: So was just going like.
2: I thought it was my internet. Actually, I was like, "What the fuck?"
0: Yeah, like he really <laughs> thought something was fucking up. It was. It was legit scary when I watched. Like, yeah, what the fuck. And I've never seen that before. The man is seizing out. I mean, he literally looks like he's having a stroke or some shit. Right.
2: At, you okay, Matt? <laughs> and
0: everyone's just sitting there staring at him like he's a fucking sideshow or some shit. Right. Like, go get him some ice and a bottle of water. Like, how about somebody dial nine one one? Water on
3: his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: They're like, yeah, get him a bottle of water, get, put the ice on
3: him, cool him down.
0: And I, you're you're the one that went to nursing school. I mean, what do you do when somebody's having? Well, you a, just
3: kind of you just kind of let them go through it.
0: Yeah, I mean, they just, just, just to have to get care, through it, try right? Not, try
3: not to hurt, make sure they don't hurt themselves. You know, he was sitting in his chair. Sometimes you get him down on the floor or whatever, <laughs> and just kind of ride it out.
0: I remember uh, a friend I used to work with. He said they had a kid, and when he was growing up, that would have seizures. And somebody would always have to get their wallet out and put it in his mouth, yeah. so he wouldn't. Like they say don't choke on that. his tongue. Don't do that anymore. Don't yeah, put, don't put anything we, in their mouth. Of course, that was back in the eighties, you know. So. Yeah, but uh, yeah, th- th- just a very uh, weird scene. Well, like, it
3: comes out of nowhere
0: because they haven't hadn't mentioned it at all. Either. Yeah, and I don't think anybody knew he had that uh, epilepsy issues or whatever.
3: Yeah, right. Maybe maybe like the one guy or two guys who worked with him before but none of the like the wrestling crew seemed to know.
0: It sounds like he needs to hang out with Hollywood uh yeah.
3: Hollywood Hollywood Haley
0: Jane. Smoke that GA. Yeah, and then he won't have those issues. Mm. But yeah, he he did kind of seem douchey You know, day. especially when they show him going out to dinner with that super hot chick and right. you know, he's whining and dining at this fancy ass restaurant and these right. people are fucking scraping by, you know. But he was like, "Hell, dude, the wrestlers didn't even get paid before we came here," and and then they, you know, they act like that poor, one dude. Like, I didn't even get into this, but the one dude that uh, does all their social media and
3: is the ring announcer. Oh yeah,
0: this guy is doing everything, and they're acting like he doesn't do shit.
3: Well, they want him They want him to get attendance up. That's the big. Like, if you don't get attendance up, we might have to fire you. Yeah, and he's like walk around, passing out flyers, hanging up in the store. Oh, he's, he's doing, doing everything. everything. He's one of those people that like not everything he does not every hour he puts into the company like shows up on a spreadsheet right or something. right and like you said he's doing everything he's putting flyers. he's talking to people he's an, an announcer he's behind the camera on a lot of their the pre-tapes they're recording he's, and the, he's the cameraman yeah like if you fire that guy you're gonna have to hire three more people just to replace them yeah yeah you'll
0: really be losing money at that point yeah that's the one guy that you need to dilute your money or divert your money to you I know, know yeah. like i mean come on but that just goes to show you how out of touch they were. Right. I mean, they just didn't realize all the things he did. Like, dude, if you want to put asses in the seats, you got to put advertising into mm-hmm. it. Give the guy an advertising budget. Right. right. Walking up and down the streets in Louisville, can I put this piece of paper up in your window? This is an 87. Yeah. Now, what the fuck? You don't reach people that way. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's looking at those things when they go through the store. If they're even going to the store. Yeah yeah he's over there hustling the local toy shop for us a, a right. sponsorship yeah
3: can we get you to put a banner i know you got a banner <laughs> yeah at yeah,
0: 1500 dollars, and you'll get a lot of exposure to all 50 people in this right. town yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean it's a really good show a really good documentary i mean you get to see the i wouldn't call it the dark side of wrestling but uh I mean just people that are trying to make a living off of this right
3: that's, that's what it is people trying to make a living because it's not you know it's not the old days anymore where you had you know four or five big territories and you could go on the road whenever you could you, you could get hot in the territory and use that like to go to another territory like hey man you want me to come over there? you got to shell some bucks my way yeah it, it like you said it's just people trying to make a living yeah well, and, and the one dude that's actually one of their he's an older wrestler
0: cash it's like, flow yeah cash flow is his name how long is this guy going to wrestle by the way He's in pristine shape and he's in his like fifties or some shit. Yeah, but uh he's like, if if OVW went under, it would just decimate my family.
3: Here's the one where like his wife was a nurse and she got yeah. I don't know I don't remember if they said what she got. But she had yeah. like cancer or something like that. Yeah, she, she got, got some sort of disease and she yeah. couldn't work anymore. Right. Yeah, so he he becomes like the breadwinner.
2: Even if he doesn't wrestle, he I would like put him behind the scenes with the wrestlers and trainer. I think he'd be fantastic at that. Yeah,
0: he would have something to offer, kind of like what they were doing with. uh Holly Hood's mom. Yeah, I forget she was another character. Maria, yeah, I think, but very interesting. And you Big Rig Betty. And you get to see these wrestlers, uh, the women in particular. They get other opportunities, and they go. They don't even fucking let them know. They just kind of go out. I think they do eventually. They let go them know. to they go to California. Yeah, they for a go while. and work for a women's you know for thing for wrestling. Like, yeah yeah wow. for what two weeks or something like that. Yeah. And It, it kind of puts Alan a very uh tough spot as far as like rewriting shows and
2: well they do it on the whim and he's like what the fuck you're supposed to be here i said i I, I built this whole story around you and your mom and then you're out fucking here
0: yeah he's like i'll fix it it (laughs) is funny though like between al and the 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 other owners there's this big disconnect of what they want to achieve al is into the storyline and the tv thing where they're trying to get into the new age right you know we need a bigger internet presence we need you know short-term Uh, clips that are gonna get people's attention and stuff we need to grow the business in the other direction
3: right al Al wants to be like an old school promoter yeah and it and and tell tell stories the way they kind of used to and the guys are like well we need to we need to do that but if we're gonna do it that way we still need to make money yeah
0: yeah it's yeah and there's just this huge disconnect there but it, it you know it all culminates to the the end of the the big, some, big one, yeah. There's summer story. They have a pay per view. The big one. I don't know how many people actually bought the pay per view, but yeah, I uh, forget
2: what they said, but it's like still fifty dollars for it. But Al what? Snow ends
0: up wrestling in that. Yeah, and uh, man,
3: my God, that that dude is in freaking shape. Yeah. Did, did you, you see, see him, him even when he's just like sitting in his office talking? You like, can, you can tell he's he's kept up with his yeah, weightlifting yeah. and all and they, that. Did, what did they say like he had. Two knee replacements? two knee replace, two new knees. He said,
0: he had, he, he and had, he's running and sliding on the mat and mm-hmm. doing. I mean, looks like he hasn't missed a step. No, so and he's running and bouncing off the ropes. I thought that was very impressive for a dude who's had two knee surgeries. Yeah, to well, say he
3: he just hadn't wrestled in a long time. If he wrestled somewhat regularly, he he would have even had that you know ring rust or whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a really good
0: documentary, and even if you aren't like into wrestling, it's very interesting just to see the personalities that come through and really uh you end up you know not being really sure about some people
3: and you end up rooting for some people right. at the end like like i said i i was really annoyed by you know haley j but yeah. I, but it actually turned out she's actually a half decent wrestler yeah and you know you, you're invested in her story and what they're doing and it was it was good there was a few moments where even i was like damn i think she's the women's champion now for, yeah i believe yeah she is OVW. the women's champ. yeah we
0: should really go and see an ovw show what do you think i'm yeah.
2: one yeah, and that's in Kentucky, right?
0: Yeah, drive down there one Thursday and see a mm-hmm. Kentucky show. Get live. I bet it's. I bet they're fucking booming right now. Oh yeah, they I, gotta I, be. People gotta yeah. be going to it. I, I hope so.
2: And how about that little girl, man? She's cutting a better promo than some of them wrestlers. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's talking shit to them yeah. to every show. Yeah, I come to every show
0: yeah uh and i love the the chatter that the people had out in the the parking lot when they're waiting to get into the building they're invested in it yeah i mean for those people down there that's life i mean that's what they look forward to every week that's you know that's that's
3: part of their entertainment
0: is is it sad maybe on some sort of level but that's part of their culture down there yeah
3: i think yeah because that's for me it was in some ways it was sort of a sad documentary because you're watching because wrestling isn't set up the way it used to be like we were talking about in the territory days to go make your money somewhere make a living if you're not in WWE or now AEW you know the next step down is maybe you got like an Impact or you've got an OVW there's not a lot yeah. of places to go well and they even said
0: most of the territories have have gone out of business right yeah. so i mean there's only what three
2: three or four companies now that are on mm-hmm. air yeah because you have WWE they you have four. AEW well, Ring of Honor and yeah. then you got impact. The Ring of Honor is basically is AEW now. It's AEW, AEW now, so we yeah. can't yeah. yeah, you can't count that. So but
0: is kind of like the last of the small territories that's yeah. still on TV.
2: Because even Vince was going around taking up the territory. And it's funny, I didn't realize
0: yeah. how many outlets they were on mm-hmm. until the guy said something and they started putting the graphics the up flyer. on Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, that. they put the little graphics up. They're like, You can watch it here, you can stream it here, you can stream it there. And I was like, Oh wow you are not
2: doing enough. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, but yeah, it seems very interesting. I, I would love to go down there and and uh, definitely see a show and maybe hopefully get to chat it up with the wrestlers and you know. Yeah, support talk- them. Just overall support them.
2: Yeah, they're talking to them like even before the show, they're getting before they're getting ready or even well, that's, that's like too. that's the
3: old school way again. You sit out there at your merch table. You say, hey, buy, buy my shirt. It's going to me. You know, yeah. I'm on vacation the
0: uh, last slash first week of November now. Maybe that Thursday we can schedule some time off and go down there. I mean we can do. And then we got enough time. We yeah, could, uh, let him know he's got um, enough time.
1: Guys, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a slight breeze. Did you say? Did you say Thursday? Yeah. Every Thursday. You mean <laughs> Thursday of next year?
0: <laughs>
3: All right. So I yeah, mean, no, but I but I hope I hope that Netflix show gives him yeah. a little bit of exposure and people I think can check it, it will. out. Yeah, I'd like to see another another
0: season of it. Or, right, like an update or something. Yeah, 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 like maybe like a couple episodes of where are they at now, you know. Or people who actually went there and they get new wrestlers you can do a story yeah. on. Did, did they improve their intend- uh, attendance and stuff like that? You know, because it seemed like Al knew what he was doing to a certain extent.
2: Right. It, so. With the financial part, he doesn't. But when it comes to the wrestling and the story, yeah, he Well, does. I mean, he doesn't have the money and yeah. the funds he needs it's, to. It's yeah. just, yeah, it's
0: just hard. You know, yeah. like there's one episode where they talk about, you know, we need this guy to come over and give us the the push with uh the story between the, the guy, yeah yeah James Storm from TNA. Yeah, and he was like he, it's $600 to book him and the guy's
3: like he's not going to bring in $600 worth of tickets. Right. And he's probably right, but uh, But just think like even that's not like that's not like a big name. Maybe if you're into wrestling, you, like Rob, you'd know that name. Yeah. But, like, Rob's eyes lit up when he Yeah, right. James Storm.
1: James Storm. James Storm. But,
3: like, that's, I mean, that, that's sort of the difference between, like, a WWE and an AEW. They've, they, they've got money. Yeah. If Al wants to keep his show going, he's got to draw crowds.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it looked like, because, uh, you know, they said Al was the biggest part of their, you know, salary wise mm-hmm. uh, expenses. But I don't know how true that is. I would think the electric and all that adds up too, just to run but, the yeah. building. Yeah. <laughs> just to run that fucking building. and But, uh, it, it, like I said, it's a really good show, and if you're not a wrestling fan, who fucking cares? Watch <laughs> it. it just yeah. so you can see what these people, you know, yeah. this part of the that culture, what it means to those people down there in Kentucky. Yeah. I'd
3: I'd be curious to hear some opinions from non wrestling fans.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, you can catch that on Netflix. So what was it about eight episodes? Seven, seven, seven episodes. Yeah, very good watch though, and it, it it's not like a long watch either. So another an hour each, less than an hour. Yeah. Alright, so we're getting ready to close the show out. This is our last segment, and we are going to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem.
3: Rob Zilla, the graceful manatee. <laughs> <laughs> Alright,
0: so let me pull this up on
3: IMDb. W. Let's ask Rob real quick. Rob, what's the runtime? time?
2: Uh, that is 99 minutes, I believe.
3: Okay, he's going for 99
2: I'm looking it up here. Okay,
3: I think it's. I think it's actually under ninety.
2: You might yeah, be right. It wasn't a long movie at all. Yeah,
3: no, it's right around the ninety mark. All right. So there's the uh, the poster. You know. Oh, 139. Was ninety nine minutes. How about that, Rob? Zilla. Runtime, Rob, right on the mark. Was he? Were you right on the mark? I said ninety nine minutes.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah. Did you look it up before you came here? No, I no you I knew wouldn't. we were
2: going to ask you. No, I watched it and I. Recognize the time, so I'm like, well, I better know what I'm talking
3: about. Here. Yeah, don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna start that. So you memorized thing.
2: it. Uh, yeah, okay. and I made sure, and I looked yeah. at it too.
3: Don't worry, Rob. We're gonna start. We're gonna start that runtime, Rob. We're gonna get you. you have there. to be on the
2: spectrum of
0: some
3: S-
2: levels. I'm, I'm telling you, dude, I am. It, between that and just knowing worthless shit, I'm I'm a fucking genius. All right, so directors Jeff Rowe, Kyler Spears,
0: writers Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, and Jeff Rowe. Stars are. Micah Abbey, uh, Shaman Brown Jr., Nicholas Cantu.
2: I think those are just more the the voice actors for the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, those are the Ninja Turtles. Yes, but,
3: they would be the stars, wouldn't they?
2: <laughs> <laughs> but here you go. Uh, uh, how do you say her name? Is it Io uh Eddaberry Yeah, well, I know we've always had that issue with her name. But yeah, yeah. April O'Neill. What was she in her, before? She was. She, the, she's the yeah, cook. Chef. And, and she's uh, the the co- well one of the chefs in the the bear. But, I mean, just the,
0: you know, you've got her, Maya Rudolph, John Cena was steady. Seth Rogen was Bebop. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: Jackie Chan as Splinter. Splinter.
0: Yeah, Rose Byrne. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito was in it. Uh, like you said, Jackie uh, Chan. Your girl, uh, Natasha Dimitrio, mm-hmm. from uh, What We Do in the Shadows is in it.
2: See, I didn't know that. Paul Wing Rudd. Up.
0: Paul Rudd stole the with show the in this movie in the with the gecko. the gecko. And Ice Cube plays the villain, Superfly.
2: And then Post Malone. Yeah, he's Post, known as Austin. Yeah, Post Malone. Yeah, Austin Post. Ray Filet. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Filet.
0: Uh, Mr. Beast was in here. Times Square guy.
2: Yeah, I didn't know that.
0: Well, now you know. Then Hannibal Burris was the frog.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a, there's a star-studded uh, cast doing the voice work in this.
2: Um, so... Let's just start off with Robzilla. What did you think? I thought it was a fun movie. Um, I liked the change up of the story with it. Of course, there's called Mutant Mayhem, but because um, you know, typically, historically, you know, the villain is the Shredder, so you don't really get that in this movie. It's no, kind of boring. there's so, no Shredder in this yeah, movie. There's no so, Foot Clan. There's no yeah, Shredder. Right, but I did like it because they're starting out, so they kind of learn how to fight, but they don't know how to fight. So that's I like how they started out as teens, so and building up their character. But um, I think the only thing I didn't like is, like, in the beginning is the animation. I just wasn't a fan of it because it, it kind of reminded me of, like, Wes Anderson's, like, Isle of the Dogs. I just don't like that style, how it looks. It's the same type
0: of animation that they use for the uh, new Spider-Man movies, that, like, watercolor
2: yeah, I, type thing. I, I, I mean, see, I, I don't know what I'm talking yeah, about when but, I say I that. I mean, with the Spider-Man one I'm telling I, you it looks similar. Yeah, yeah, it is. But that one doesn't bother me as much more than this. Like, in the beginning I didn't like it, but when it got more darker with the pops of the color it looked better to me. But it just it didn't ruin the movie for me. But, you know, I like the voice actors. I like the story. Um, Jackie Chan as Splinter was fantastic. I just, you know i enjoyed it so i really hope they keep moving forward with this and oh they are they're doing
0: it. a yeah. show
3: and then probably mm-hmm. another movie yeah so i like to see it where it goes pbs i've got a similar opinion to rob on that i liked it pretty good um i haven't watched the uh spider verses so i'm not sure how it compares but i've heard that it's similar in yeah. animation style and I, i'm with rob i didn't love the animation style in certain parts there are I, I don't I don't know just it was almost too busy in yeah. places yeah it looked like
2: scribble it was yeah like scribbled a little
3: too it was a little too much of that mm-hmm. and there was other stuff I liked about the animation but that just kind of like creeping in and then there are certain parts of the movie where it's almost a little too frantic like there's too much going on mm. but anytime it slows down just a little bit yeah, I, it's really good yeah
0: I don't I felt like. It was a far departure from uh, what we're accustomed to, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, listen, it's really hard to be our Ninja Turtles, right? The cartoon version, yeah. and the movies we got to experience, particularly one and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I thought it was a decent movie for like somebody who's being introduced to, mm-hmm. you know, the next generation of kids that are going to now they have turtles. I thought it was really cool that they did that. You know, I'm, I'm, you know. I'm kind of with you on the animation style. It, it, it's, a, it's a lot to take in in certain scenes. Right. And uh, it, it's very busy and distracting on your eyes in some parts. But, uh, I mean, I liked all the people that were, you know, I thought all the kids did a great job as the voices, you know, doing the voice work for the turtles. Um, I like, I
3: like the turtles. Yeah. yeah. You know,
0: I thought it was a little silly. It was a little too, there was too many, like, outcast characters. You know? Yeah but uh and the things that make ninja turtles great as far as the villains are not there in this one mm-hmm. so you know like baxter is pretty much iced off in the beginning of the right. movie uh i don't know and i just i had a real issue with splinter not being a real like ninja master kind ninja, of ninja guy. master kind of guy and he,
3: he kind of gets his one scene yeah But other than that, he's just kind of like an old dad character.
0: Yeah, Yeah, right. But there was just something about them just kind of learning. Like, where did they watch all these kung fu movies at? I mean, did they... Call the internet sleazy. You know? I guess so, but like, and how do they all afford phones? You know, right? Well, I mean, that's I, I the, guess I'm being too muzzish on this. Right. Well, I had but, that
2: issue with the the Ninja Turtles that like uh, from the shadows because they found books and read them. I mean, the yeah. same thing. I had that with that. So. Yeah, that
0: was another one. But I mean, I guess you know it, they kind of plant that seed in your head in the beginning when they go into the store and steal everything ninja style. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it it all kind of like doesn't. I don't know. I would rather prefer that. They learn from an actual Mm -hmm. master you know what i mean not just just kung fu movies yeah 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 yeah. it it just i don't know but i mean that being said it was a decent movie i mean i i didn't hate it uh i I didn't like overly love it it's a good movie i'll say that i wish i would have seen it in theaters yeah, to experience the full effect of the sounds. And I was stuff little, like
2: it, the little beginning of it was a little depressing. I'm like, why am I? Why is this so fucking sad for a Ninja Turtles? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like motherfuckers are. Just I depressed. thought Ice
0: Cube was really good as the villain.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what's up, man? You bunch of uh, tortoises.
0: I thought there was too many silly characters, though. Uh, but you know, like it's the, a kids' movie. Yeah. It
3: is what it is. It's almost like they wanted to get them in there just so they can use them later. Yeah, you know, in a way. Yeah, or so they can use get the toys out or get the cartoon out or whatever. Yeah.
0: But it, it sounds like they're going to do a cartoon that takes place after this, and then that'll lead into the next movie. Right. From what I was... I don't I
3: don't think it's a spoiler to say that Shredder shows up at the end. So yeah. Shredder's coming.
2: I mean, he's... Yeah, he's just not in the very first part of this movie. So, I mean, he's going to be in the story somewhere. I mean, how can you not have Ninja Turtles without Shredder as the main villain? Yeah, I mean, it's it's got to happen, right? Right. <laughs> and I think his, too, I think... You know, like you said, when we we grew up with the Ninja Turtles, where we Master Splinter, he had learned martial arts from watching his master in the cage, and we were like, "That's pretty cool," but you we are like, you know, but
3: also silly, yeah, exactly. I, I, it I, it's it's also so silly. silly. Yeah. I, I rewatched uh, that Turtles because I think um, Mutant Mayhem Turtles one and two, the ooze, and maybe three, but definitely one and two are all on HBO Max, so mm-hmm. you can you can sit down and watch them all. And I watched the first one for the first time in like twenty years. And it, and it holds up really well, but it's, like that's that's the super that dark
2: too, yeah. And the super dark reason why yeah. I liked it too, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, it was the, like a very dark movie, the, like
3: Rat Splinter doing martial arts in his cage. Yeah, that, that's one of those things. Kind of <laughs> yes, like Leslie said, you can't you can't think about it too much. You just like, yeah, okay, Rat doing kung fu, whatever. Yeah, it just happens. I
2: think I just love the first one because Shredder just fucked up the turtles so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh man, I, I, I watched that a
3: bunch when I was younger. Like they they the foot shows up and they 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 they, they attack the turtles and April. They burned down the antique shop that was owned by her father, and she gets fired. I'm like, damn, I that, that yeah. screwed up her whole life. They're they're like on the run, you know. Uh, and it was it was darker than I
0: remembered it. Mm-hmm. And I love the people that did the voices for the turtles right. back then; they were yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, but man, the the fucking cartoon, though. I mean, I just like the cartoon. How you know, uh, Master Splinter was really a, a sensei. You know, With you know, his walking stick, and, and he got transformed into oh. Splinter. Yeah. But uh you know that that kind of seals the the fate of them having the battle with Shredder, you mm. know what I mean mm. and and even in the the movies that that just isn't quite there. it's mm. something else you know but I'm I, it, it's a fun movie to sit down and watch. I mean, it's on Paramount Plus right now that's where we all watched it. Uh, I gave it three out of five stars. I give it three I
3: yeah. went I went three and a half I just I, I thought like I said when it when it settled down, and had those kind of like character moments. I thought it was really good. It had some funny parts yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's
2: like, oh man, Leo ratted us out. He's like, hey, don't use that term.
3: Yeah. <laughs> That's right. pretty funny. Jackie Chan
0: was really good as Master Splinter. I'll yeah. say that. I yeah. will give Jackie Chan all the credit. Yeah. He was he was phenomenal as uh, Splinter. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they, all the characters are very, uh, you you end up falling in love with them at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, like you guys said, my, my biggest complaint, you know, is that it's a really far departure from what we loved. Which big deal? It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, They're this is a now. next generation buddy, right? Yeah. Exactly. This is a passing of the torch moment for us. But uh, it, it is it's busy on certain yeah. scenes, and you're like, maybe it's just me getting old, and I'm like, what the fuck?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, and you know, so I came not t- I came to think, but like, so basically, um. <laughs> the eyes but, are but it, it is a far departure from it but I still enjoyed for what it is yeah. and I did like how Dontell like he has a stick but it's, it looks like a fucking pipe from the sewer like he's just beating shit out of people with so yeah. I, I appreciate that
0: yeah and it was cool like uh, like you mentioned earlier like they don't really they they really don't know how to engage in fighting yet yeah so they're kind of still learning and they're they're sneaking out and trying to solve crimes and get to uh you know who Superfly is and yeah. s- stop the crime in the city so that the people will love them hey, be accepted yeah and they can they can not hide in the sewer for the rest of their lives mm. but uh
3: they want to get out and watch ferris bueller damn it i know it's
0: it's a coming of age turtles movie right, right. yeah for sure that's what it is
3: uh, <laughs> that's a perfect way to describe it yeah it,
2: it's
0: good uh i'd probably say it's a little bit better than the the live action movies we got
3: uh, i would say yeah from producer michael bay <laughs> you know, I was just thinking about that because I, I think we enjoyed uh what was that like twenty fourteen Turtles? It was it was it was pretty good. Yeah, not yeah. rarely, but pretty good. Uh that I thought
0: the sequel was better than that first one they did. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't I was surprised they didn't go for a third one.
2: I think they just I think they didn't really make the money back for it, maybe. Or it's just something they just
3: didn't do as well, so they just want to move forward with it. You know what I was thinking while I was watching I was watching this and then I rewatched uh 1990 Turtles for one I, i'd love i want them to bring back like the the suits cuz those 1990s oh, yeah, they're so are great. cool they're still great yeah and, like what i want i want like a john wick style ninja turtles mm-hmm. like i want i want shredder like kidnap splinter in the beginning of the movie and then the turtles have to go through like new york city to get to splinter all the time they're facing like foot clan than other assassins John Wick oh, style oh that would be so fucking cool right. man with those old old, old 90s kind of costumes live action like just, just like a John Wick movie you know would this be like the original where everything? they actually kill people or whatever maybe they do maybe they don't
2: see that's why I always love Don because I know when they you know Made it like you know PG for us. Like you can't really be. You got to get people, like but... one
3: side to the eye or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's why uh, I
2: like tell he smacked the fuck out of somebody right in the face with the stick. <laughs> I love it.
3: That's my pitch for it. Would you yeah.
0: Would you want it to be just like John Wick where they're fucking shooting people in the head like three four times in a row? I
3: mean, if that's what it comes down to, <laughs> but, yeah, but I want I want that John Wick style. I, well, want, I want real that... physical fights and everything. Well,
2: like a perfect example would be like Ninja Assassin with like the throwing stars. They just be yeah. fucking people up with that. Like
3: that's my pitch for a dark realistic turtles movie I, i'd go see that
2: well we're getting the last ronin one from the comic book so yeah wasn't that's, that, yep, i remember that's, seeing something well, about that. they commit video game for it so i i like to see that as a live nice. action movie yeah that'd be fucking awesome
0: all right so there you have it uh i gave it three you gave it three Yeah. and pbs gave it three and a half out of five stars I'd say i rounded up a little bit on that one i liked i liked it when it was good yeah
3: so, and good, it's a good family cartoon. It is. Yeah. It's a good family flick. You you're, and your family. If you're, a, if you're an older adult or whatever who likes turtles and you want a gateway for your kids, this is it.
0: Yeah. Yes.
3: Uh, but yeah, great movie. Uh, definitely one to sit down and uh,
0: have a, a nice little evening too. All right. So, that's all we have for episode 167 of The Sleazy Podcast. Uh, my call to action is to share the show. Uh, it's the same as it is every episode. Get one person to listen, and from there,
3: we'll get another person to listen. Um, we know we know they're trying to get listeners. They just keep coming up with excuses. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I don't know about that. I don't know. Uh, if you could, make sure you hit the... If you liked what you heard or saw in this episode, make sure you hit the like and subscribe button on YouTube. Um, you you can see check, our
3: pretty faces on YouTube. Yes, that's mm-hmm. right.
0: And you get to see all the lovely descriptions of all the five books that mr pbs brought
3: um yeah we're gonna i think we're gonna try to work on getting some more visual content for YouTube yes. at some point just to help out
0: yep definitely and incorporate that into tiktok and all that lovely stuff um so send us,
3: send us your halloween recommendations yeah. spooky yes. season starts next episode yes
0: next episode we will be back in two weeks next week we have the wedding of rob zilla um so we'll be back october 7th it looks like and we're going to do three shows all in a row boom 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 and it will end with uh the sleazy horror trivia we've got to find somebody to challenge you mm-hmm. and we're going to make some changes to the format this year as mm-hmm. far as how we're going to answer it it may not be buzzer style thinking more along the lines of jeopardy style even though jeopardy has buzzers too so yeah i still you know. want to use the buzzer so they keep bringing you like joy. them you yeah. like them yeah. i do i do okay so uh yeah other than that uh one episode will be on friday the 13th so that'll be fun oh that's gonna be so good but you know that's all we have for you this episode as always thanks for listening and remember keep it sleazy thanks for listening to the sleazy podcast make sure you hit the subscribe button and remember listen to sleazy